0: Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Growing Lean Podcast. This is your host, Ethan Halfide, another amazing episode sponsored by Lean Discover Group, an award-winning software development firm. I have the pleasure to be here with Renato Archer, founder, CEO of OneShot, a global digital business accelerator based out of Latin America with a goal to help 1,000 entrepreneurs enter the digital market from developing countries. Welcome, Renato.
1: Thank you, Ethan. Thank you. A pleasure to be in your program, and I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks a lot for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself, Renato.
1: So I'm Renato Archer. Uh, born and raised in Suriname in South America. Most of the people don't know where Suriname is, but it's right beside Brazil uh, and uh, in between Brazil and Guyana. A little bit. Uh, um, the the best way to pronounce Suriname. Actually, we produce the oxygen of the world. So if you want to know more about Suriname, just Google who produces the oxygen of the world, and then you'll find more about Suriname.
0: Whoa. I mean, tell us a story about that. That's awesome. I've heard most of the oxygen is made in the Amazonian rainforest. Does it have something to do with that?
1: It has definitely something to do with that. We have 97% of our country is green.
0: Oh, really? Wow. So yeah. not many towns and cities is what I'm guessing. Is it mostly like farmland and rainforest, I guess? <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, it's a lot of rainforest. It's a lot nice. of rainforest. It, it, it could be that some percentages are a little down right now because a lot of our trees are being exported. But uh, we definitely are the ones that are keeping the oxygen stable in the world. Uh, I, I think after that, Guyana is doing a pretty good job as well. Uh, and that's why we're we're pushing for carbon credits because um, we we are the ones that are keeping our Amazon really stable, so that we can prevent global warming from hitting us. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Record breaking temperatures this summer. You know, maybe that's a trend that continues unless Saranam can do something about it, right? Um, True. Now, my my question: You're you're in the tech space. You're in the entrepreneurial space. But tell us about Little Renato. How did little Renato learn about entrepreneurship and, and technology? Huh?
1: <laughs> so actually, I struggled my way up. I, I actually, uh, when I was eight, I, um, I started selling papers in the class because back in the days, we didn't really have, you know, drawing uh, books to really, you know, draw stuff. So I was bringing some of them extra to school and selling them in class. That's where it actually started for myself because I, I saw the market. I saw that my fellow, you know, um, kids in the class were really liking it. But when my parents got to know about that, it, it was like, you know, a real disaster because they were like, we're not selling you, sending you to school to sell stuff in class. You know, right. so you can imagine how, how that ended. So that was the first time that I mentioned, I noticed that, you know, when you have ambitions and you want to do something great, that you need to have people around you that understand the vision. And that they understand your ambition in driving something, you know, great. And that's how I, I actually, you know, went through several startups. I I think right by now, I started around seven or eight businesses already. Several oh. of them failed, more than 90% of them failed. But the the last three succeeded. And um, nice. yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with where we are right now.
0: So walk us through, you know, what three, what, like those three businesses that were successful, sounds like your most recent three businesses walk us through, like what did those businesses do? Um, And and why did you start them? And it sounds like you had successful exits and maybe that ties into what your accelerator does. Correct.
1: Yeah, that's, that's definitely it. So the the first one I started that when I was back in uh, college, because I noticed that because I'm from the one developing country myself, Suriname is a developing country and, you know within our society it is a little difficult to buy electronics like cash from the store mm-hmm. yeah it's in if you live in the united states you will think oh that's just you know something basic but when you're living in a developing country some of them don't even have access to electronics like laptops and for some countries it's it's just difficult you have to like really save several months to be able to buy a laptop so that's why when I was at college I thought I saw the struggle that my fellow students were going through that's how I started one of the first companies 10 years ago so that they can actually they could finance the laptop so you didn't need to have any down payment you could just finance the laptop and pay monthly well when I started it we had several people that didn't pay (laughs) but I, I was learning the road and, you know, getting the knowledge of how to deal with running your own business. So it was, it was a challenge, but it really got me all of the knowledge that I, I, I built up to and the experience that I built up through the years. So that's one of the first companies. And if you look at where we are right now, we're like a little Best Buy, you know, Best Buy in the U.S. We're currently like the Best Buy in, in Suriname, and we're looking into expanding in the Caribbean.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. Happy to hear it. So, you know, when you're looking to expand, you know, what's kind of your strategy for expansion?
1: So, the strategy for expansion, what we're doing right now, we're just looking for partners in other regions. And uh, with this company, what we what we would like to do, we want because now we have a physical store in Suriname, and one of the first things that we want to do in the coming two years, we want to move the full store into a a, a web shop, yeah? That's going to allow us to really, you know, actually take that strategy and move it to other markets. You know, the same way how we build it in Suriname, we want to move it to Guyana and then move it to other, you know, countries in in the region. So we're looking into Guyana because it's near, it's easy for us. You can even drive to Guyana in a few hours. And they have similar struggles as, as Suriname. So that's why for now, we're looking into moving this physical store more into an online shop and then have a copy of this move to uh, the U.S. Uh, Guyana, sorry.
0: Got it. (laughs) No, that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of starting local. What what is it? Start local, think global, right? And that's exactly what you're doing step by step and you're taking people, you know, it's almost like, step-by-step step to go into global expansion without going straight into U S start with, you know, a similar culture, similar geographical area, and then see where things go from there. So that that's awesome. Um, and then I, I want to know, uh, when did you start this? How many years ago? Has it been years or, or months?
1: This company is 10 years ago. So that's Archer business group. That's one of the first companies that we mm-hmm. started, but after we've been doing business in this region for so many years, that's where it sparked our attention that you know the world is moving into the digital era mm-hmm. and that's where we said no we need to you know move into a market that's bigger larger that's going faster with technology and that's how we started our new company in in the US
0: awesome so i was going to say you know how does the i was going to say geographical but what i mean is like as things have gone fully remote fully digital right like the barriers have mm-hmm. now like the barriers between South America, let's say in America, right? Like they're, they're completely down if it's, if it's all digital and COVID accelerated that. How have you adapted to those changes in industry over the years? Did it just help you or were there some challenges along the way?
1: So at some point I was a little happy because actually I was there already because I've been in tech my, actually my whole life and I've been traveling back and forth to the U S for the past 15 years. So, I've been in that culture a little bit of doing things in a digital way. The great thing that I like about COVID, actually, I shouldn't say like, but the good thing that COVID uh, brought to us is that the the whole market started shifting more into using technology. And that actually helped our business a lot because in that way, we were able to, to provide more services to this market.
0: Nice, nice. And then, you know, what specific tactics or tools have been effective with you growing your business? Like when you have to raise awareness, right? You get, you have to let entrepreneurs that know that there's a resource there. And, you know, if you take that market, the crossing the chasm, there's another word for it, but it's the market adoption curve. That's the word for it. Entrepreneurs are considered innovators. They're about 2.5 percent of the global market. Right Then you have early adopters. That's approximately 13.5%. Early majority, late majority, laggards, all of them. But it's tough to find entrepreneurs. It's tough to find innovators. How do you go about doing that?
1: So that's a really great question because if I look into um, this market where we're dealing with, um, I think that the economy and the, the challenges because if you don't have the digital opportunities in your society, it actually holds you back a lot. If we look at one simple thing like digital payments, which is essential when we talk about digital businesses, 90% of all transactions in these countries are cash. So you can imagine what kind of challenge it is to run a digital business in these markets. So one of the main things that we started to do is Actually, push digital payments and actually be like some sort of uh, merchant of digital payments, just to you know bring our customers on this journey with us. And then we started the awareness uh, process, like you mentioned, to show them how you can actually move your business in a digital way via a platform, via a mobile app, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it starts with adopting the usage of digital payments because you can have a fancy platform. But if the customers can't pay digitally, you're, you're, you're not going to make it.
0: That's exactly. You got to meet them where they're at, right? And, and start to kind of handhold, get them online one step at a time. And then from there, it, the, the adoption should be a little bit faster. That's awesome. Very, very smart, very empathetic approach to understanding your your local area and helping them go global one step at a time. But now, you know, especially with AI. I told you, we build a lot of AI apps for various industries. We're industry agnostic, right? So how do you see the impact of AI helping these businesses or even hurting, right? Like, what do you think? Do you, What do you think the overall net positive or net negative impact is of AI on these businesses?
1: So I, I think at this point, they're they're catching up. I, I hear a lot of people talking more about it. Um, I think the adoption is pretty slow, especially in these markets. But the fact that they can see some possibilities in the most basic sense of what it can mean for them, how they can do their work even smarter, faster, I think that's helping them to catch up. But the whole world of what the possibilities are of AI is not pretty clear, especially for these markets. Yeah, Because the majority of the businesses are not really adopting it as of yet. Even a, a simple thing as a chatbot wasn't really adopted as of yet, then you can imagine how, you know, AI will disrupt how, you know, these kind of businesses work. So I think it it might have a negative impact in the end if they don't catch up pretty, pretty soon.
0: Yeah. And that's where you come in, right? You can help them adopt. You can help teach them. Education is the first step. And then, uh, you know, our Education
1: ethos.
0: Yeah. Connect, educate, inspire. Because once they have the education, they have the mental power, right, to then do something with it. But sometimes people have to be inspired to take action because, as you know, starting a business, that's a lot of work. That, that is a ton of work. So once they're inspired, you know, then they can move forward. Um, you know, talk to me about any partnerships or collaborations. Or Do you have any, like, was it government government backing or is this all self-funded?
1: This all self-funded. Um, we, we have several partnerships right now especially when we look at our US-based company, because now we're the, the local company, we're actually just running it as is and moving it to a, a digital platform. But we're now pretty much focused on our international company, OneShot International, as you mentioned in the beginning, uh, which supports startups in developing countries to start, build, and grow their business internationally. Actually, it's pretty sa- simple, just how you do using technology. Because actually, it's the same thing. What you know, the giants do Facebook, WhatsApp. They're running in all of these companies and all of these countries without being physically present. You know, they're actually not yeah. even paying tax in these countries. So really? what we're what we're doing is that we're helping these uh, these companies, yeah, the, uh, entrepreneurs in developing countries, if they don't have tax solutions as of yet for their business we're helping them to build that and to scale it internationally uh, as yeah. well.
0: Nice, nice. Well, Renato, unfortunately, we are coming up on time, but I do want to say, what advice would you give to other business owners that are looking to succeed in the industry or start you know, in any industry?
1: So we we all know that starting is hard. Starting is, is, is actually, um, it's hard, especially when it comes down to an era where you're not really familiar uh, of how things are going in, in the space where we are right now, especially when it comes down to digital technology, digital businesses, it's not anymore about who is bigger and who is smaller. It's Mm -hmm. about who is faster and who is slower. So if you want to go fast, just look for a partner or a company that can help you to move fast because trying to figure things things out on your own is going to take you a lot of time. Absolutely. So if you feel that you, you need that extra support, just look for a partner, a consultant that can you know bring you up to speed really fast, get you in the space so that you can move faster.
0: Smart. You know, they say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, I, I think it's go with the team. I forgot the rest of the quote, but you get the point,
1: <laughs> right? I get me, the point, yeah, yeah. I get the point.
0: Well, I I want to give you time to, you know, um, let people know if they do want to partner with you, if they do want to work with you, if they do want to join the accelerator, how can they get in touch with Renato Archer?
1: So our main platform is online is uh, www.oneshot.sr. The platform has all of the functionalities to actually join the accelerator, not only that, but at the end of the 12 weeks program, we will put you in front of investors. What we're looking for are industry-led, strong uh, concepts that are solving problems in our society and in the world. So imagine solving one small problem in your local community. If that solution that you have can solve that problem, it probably solves the same problem in another uh, country as well. Imagine when Facebook started, it wasn't built for billions of people in the beginning. It was built for just 3,000 students from a university. So keeping that in mind, when you have this solid idea, don't start thinking big immediately. Start thinking into solving this small problem first, making that impact and try to scale it. And that's what this accelerator is for. We bring you through a 12-week structured program to help you actually be investment ready, get the investment that you need. We have an ecosystem of, Uh, software developers business experts lawyers everything that you need to actually start build and grow that business and this is definitely a platform that you should look for so check us out online one shot international and we are ready to support you and anybody that wants to support if you have a software development company if you have digital marketing agency reach out so that we can you know provide our services to a bigger part of the world
0: Absolutely. And I didn't hear. So um what stage of company do you normally help? Do they need to be like uh under a million dollars in revenue? Do they need to be pre revenue? What what's your what's your range there?
1: Pre pre seed. We we normally look into companies that are looking for pre seed investment. So starting, um, mm-hmm. even if it's a seed investment, but then you need to have, you know, traction and all of these these metrics. But starting companies is what we what we invest in. Awesome. Startups.
0: Love to hear it, Renato. Well, audience, you know how to find Renato Archer in one shot. I hope there's some great collaborations that come from this podcast. I know there's one that's coming from this, just meeting you and understanding someone <laughs> who you know has the same ethos and is actually executing on the dream. I'd love to see it. So Renato, thank you for being a great guest and joining the Growing Lean podcast.
1: Thanks a lot, Ethan. Thanks a lot for this opportunity and keep it up.